Sunday night's main event after party for the WWE Royal Rumble 2024. It is a new era in WWE. It is a new era here in SNME, and we are proudly powered by Podstars.net. Elevate your podcast with Podstars. Book podcasts guests from their extensive catalog of experts and professionals from a variety of fields the best part is that it's all free why wait join and elevate your podcast by going to podstars.net that's podstars with a z or a z at the end we are your hosts i'm boris and tonight i am joined by a couple newcomers here in the s enemy crew first off he is my co-host each and every single week on all elite Geekly, he is the Xavier Josiah Dax. Welcome to the party. Hey, hey, hey. It is definitely a new day. Yes, it, it is. It really, really is. It really, really is. This is the first WWE show you have watched live in how long? God, I more than my fingers at this point, to be honest. It's been almost a decade. Exactly. And also joining me on this panel tonight, he is new to SNME, and he talks mainly about New Japan Pro Wrestling, stardom, and the like, but tonight he's talking about some WWE. He is Andre C. Andre from Edmonton, as I used to call him. Andre, welcome to the panel. How's it going? I'm doing awesome, guys. I'm glad to be here. Finally get to do a chat. Like, really excited. I've done. I've worked with Boris for but getting to work with Dax, I'm super excited. I've been a big fan of him from ACMG, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My pleasure. It's a pleasure to um, work with you, man. Looking Thank forward you. to this. Excellent, yeah, excellent. I have my beverage. We're going to be chatting some more rumba. Like I said, it's a new era. So let's talk a little bit about that. The past 72 hours have just been absolutely crazy in WWE land. Dax, you know, you have been on and you've been off the product for so long. And you've just recently started watching it essentially when Kevin Dunn exited the company. And in the past few days, you have seen some absolute madness. Succession brought to life. Dax, how would you summarize the past few days? One word, surreal. <laughs> There's no other way, no other word that will fit that description but surreal. It is just a whirlwind. I'm still trying to wrap my head around tonight, let alone everything leading to day one when it just started. It's too surreal to believe that this has actually happened, that this the state of this company is actually here, and I am back, that I stood my ground for this long. And honestly, emotionally, as a wrestling fan, this is a very... <laughs> I, look, it's real, man. It is really real. You know, dreams do come true. What can you say? <laughs> exactly, exactly. What's craziest is this is the first show since most of our lives that no McMahon has been a part of. And what a show. And what the craziest part about this show is that if you had told me back in 2020 that Jordan Grace, that Cody Rhodes, that CM Punk, that Jade Cargill would be the biggest stars leaving tonight, I would have laughed in your face i would have 100 sprinkled with face. andrade and yeah 
and even the presentation of Andrade. If anything, I've been seeing a lot of the comments coming through the chat, through the message board, through everywhere. A lot of people are saying, hey, the Rumble was predictable. Yes, I get that 100%. It may have been predictable at the end of the road, but we're all big wrestling fans. We know how it goes. We know how to write these stories. But the thing is, what they did spectacularly tonight was bringing up new stars and introducing new stars because, let's be honest, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but what a way to introduce someone like a Jordan Grace and what a way to introduce someone like a Jade Cargill. I will tell you this, man. I overall, I was blown away. Just, I mean, I will say this. I haven't watched WWE in years for reasons, obvious reasons, but I will always give them credit for how they market, how they promote, how they really know how to strategically do things. And I would say this is a major success, albeit the things that have just passed this week. Um, they did a great job. Hunter, commend him for what he's done. And uh, I, I, I I, was entertained. Yep. Andre, yeah, how would you, were I, you I, sports entertained over the past four hours? <laughs> I, I like this is the best time I've had watching WWE in years like I, I watched mania last year i watched SummerSlam. i've watched some i watched nxt on and off man like this is this was so much fun i've had watching a ple yeah. or pay-per-view i think since all in for that's for gosh darn sure like yeah it's it's been just phenomenal watching them raise so many people up was amazing mm-hmm. like just to see these people being risen up and like a Braun breaker having a just a breakout moment in the rumble like just it's so good man and the usos just oh, i can't wait to see where that goes <laughs> that's exactly it again a lot of predictable things right a lot of predictable things for us people who watch all wrestling all the time tom we're gonna get to you a little later thank you for joining um but yeah it's such a fun show i watched it with someone who doesn't typically watch wrestling whatsoever and they had a blast so there you go to me that just goes to show you and here's the other thing outside of chatting with the facebook group which you can go to facebook.com and all you need to do is search for snme radio and it can be part of the conversations Outside of doing that, outside of chatting with you two, and it was mainly smart-ass comments, um, you know, I, I barely touched my phone. And to me, that is the gauge of how successful, how good, right. how much I liked a wrestling show. So I personally will have to give this show the thumb up. So there we go. Again, remember, you can f- watch us live. If you're listening to this on podcast, you can watch us live over at X facebook or youtube big be sure to hit that subscribe if you're listening to us later on on the podcast form well thank you so much and just remember to subscribe because we have shows each and every single day including all of geekly where dax and i chat about dynamite eventually we like geeking out a little bit we like talking about our animes our video games and whatnot and then we have specials with mel and andre where they talk about all things japan and whatnot so just remember go to snmeradio.com and this week we are relaunching the patron i've been listening to you and we are relaunching the patron with new well somewhat new levels but there will be more perks to being a patron to being part of the family family and all you need to do to join the Patreon for just $5 a month. We're keeping it at that rate. Well, $4 a month, five Canadian. All you need to go is go. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash SNME 
Radio. Gentlemen, we have so much to do. And just remember, if you are watching with us, please interact with us. We have chats. We have threads. We have everything. Oh, my God. What's wrong with smart-ass comments? Trust me, some of these comments, um, yeah, you guys better care for. But... I appreciate them, and I hope that these two appreciate them, too. Hey, you know what? If you want to be part of the smartest comments, just message me. I'm always available. I will always respond. <laughs> what a show. What a show it was. So you know what? Tomorrow, during the main show, we're going to be talking about the week that was. Because I think a couple things of note happened this week over at WWE. You know, like the Netflix deal, The Rock joining the board. And the debauchery that was Vince McMahon and that whole kerfuffle. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking yeah. about that. Unfortunately, Chris Van Vliet, too busy. He is too busy. And he um, he sent me a message. You can tell that he was so sorry in this message that he isn't able to join us this week. But he will be joining us. And you never know. Sometimes he said he can't join. And then he'll message me in the morning and say, hey. Can you do it right now? Let's so we'll see what happens. If not, we have a great show packed and ready for you. I'm going to be talking to some business experts. We're going to be talking some NXT Vengeance Day because that's going to be happening next week. And we're going to be doing our SME roundtable. So that's all happening tomorrow. But tonight it's about the Royal Rumble. So let us chat about the Royal Rumble. So we're going to kick things off with the kickoff show. And it's funny, right before the Royal Rumble, they were showing Survivor Series, and I was thinking, from that moment in Survivor Series, before CM Punk came out, uh, came out to the arena, and now, just how much has changed, both on screen and behind the scenes at WWE. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around that, and that was crazy, so... Start with the kickoff show. Hulk Hogan started the show, yada, yada, yada. Um, the kickoff show panel was our girl, Jackie Redman, Wade Baird, Booker T, and everyone's favorite, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, so they had uh, Kayla Braxton interviewing Rhea Ripley in the stands. It was uh, your typical, you know, we'll see who wins the Royal Rumble type of interview. Um, one of the funniest things was Johnny Fairplay in the background of the panel, Johnny Fairplay, the guy who lied on Survivor, the guy who was on TNA, the guy who did this and that. He was in the background of the panel, and I had no idea. Removed him. <laughs> I had no idea. I missed that. I totally missed that. I was gonna yeah. say what? Maybe that was a prelude to the women's rumble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Because he's in wrestling. He's still in wrestling. I wouldn't consider what he does still in wrestling. <laughs> yep. Touche. Right. There we go. We had Paul Heyman interim Byron Saxton. Heyman welcomes fans to the final night of Roman's reign. He said that what WWE, that's what WWE wanted. Heyman said WWE didn't want the dynasty. He then vents about how they created a second championship. Heyman took issues with Nick Aldis putting Roman's putting Roman Reigns in a four-way. Heyman said the last time Heyman was put in a similar position, he stacked and pinned Daniel Bryan and Edge. Heyman said it was a spoiler that Reigns would retain his championship Dax you had a few comments yeah mentioning some uh, some names we know from elsewhere I just felt like it was code for it's safe now <laughs> I mean just and Paul Heyman always has a a really way, uh, context of how he talks so you can always take heed and emphasize first of all can I say hearing a Paul Heyman promo 
I haven't heard in so long. <laughs> like for you guys, it's like you guys are used to it. For me, it was just like, oh my god, I forgot what I've been missing here. So it was, it was, uh, it was great to hear him talk and be as com- you know comfortable and with conviction as possible. But yeah, when he mentioned those two, I'm like, okay, that's sign number one of things is safe around here. And that was just a a prelude to what we're going to see later on tonight. Yep. Yep. Andre thoughts. Yeah. Just like the master of the promo. And like, if this was like a, a couple months ago, you would never heard the, the name edge or Dan or Daniel Bryan on that show. And the fact they mm-hmm. come out, I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're signaling. It's like with your contract, like I just going to be there for a while, but they're like, Brian, when your contract's up, come home. Like that's what they're called. You put that <laughs> in the chat, place, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly, possibly. But, but masterful. I, I just took it more like, you know, WWE for the longest time was in the part in the pond, WWE universe, wherever they were in their own canon outside of the wrestling world. I kind of feel like yes. tonight they broke the walls down. They are part of the wrestling world. Yeah, you you know I had to do it, Andre. And <laughs> you know, opened it up. Open the forbidden door, for lack of a better term, right? Not only acknowledging, hey, we have these other people that used to be here, but later on in the show, we 100% saw that with champions from other promotions showing up. So I think that was huge. Another interesting thing was this Rosenberg scroll through the backstage area, having some interactions, first off with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. They claimed they would be co-winners. They started running through a list of people they would eliminate. Waller said he would eliminate Theory, then stopped and corrected himself. Rosenberg met up with R-Truth in a batting cage area, and he couldn't figure out why the baseballs didn't open like rumble balls, and that he drew his number. Rosenberg then catches up with CM Punk, who said he was fast facetiming his dog larry punk said he never imagined he would be in another rumble match but here we are rosenberg walked through the backstage area and onto the entrance ramp and he said that this was a much shorter path to the ring yada 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 this felt like i was watching the f1 feed before a race and i absolutely love this (laughs) i really like this a lot you know for a pre-show if they're not going to do matches and it's all filler you might as well have some fun with it and i really did appreciate this now i enjoyed it as well um and then it just also to me it was just like them flexing also because the production value is beyond and in in the words of a legend it is banana (laughs) it's like I just, I look again, you guys have been used to this. I haven't seen this, but I was like, I'm so amazed. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's always astounding to see the production value of what they, what they've done. Like I, I grew up at a time when firework, just seeing fireworks in an NWA or WCW event in the entrance was like a big deal. Now we got augmented reality. This is like crazy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like it, it was different. Cause I, I don't remember seeing anything like this on the pre-show before. Usually for me, when I watch the pre-shows, it's panels and packages, mm-hmm. and, this, and this is that new production team, the new, pro, the new, the new style. Oh, yeah. Kevin Dunn Kevin out. They're, they're, this is very Jeremy Borash. If you've ever watched TNA huh? back in the oh. day, this felt like a Jeremy Borash production. Yeah, I yeah, didn't it, think about that. I forgot he's there. Yeah, it, it just it feels like a new style, a new person running that that team. Boris, did you not remember me saying, "Is that drones"? Yep. Yep. Exactly. I think there's the connection right there. Yep. There you go. You may be right. There you go. There you go. Uh, 
Uh, Paul Levesque was interviewed by Braxton, who asked what makes the Rumble so special. Levesque said that the road to the biggest WrestleMania of all time would start tonight. He played to the 40,000 plus in attendance and closed out with the Are You Ready bit. And it was time for the Royal Rumble. Oh, overall, eh, nothing special, but it felt different. There were elements in this pre-show that really kick off, whatever you want to call it, that really felt different. Uh, so, yeah. That or that. it felt like takeover to me. Yeah. Because how does how does old takeovers used to start with Triple H kicking it off and leading with the words "Are you ready?" Yeah, the way that he wanted it to be. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. I love this. Joe says that the fact that Hulk Hogan is the lesser of two evils is surreal. <laughs> When you put it into perspective, Joe, yes, as always. <laughs> <laughs> like that is, to me, just summarizes the state of pro wrestling today. It's very crazy. All right, let's jump to the main card. Michael Cole welcomes to viewers. He's having some good banter with Corey Graves. And then Pat McAfee's music comes out to Corey Graves is playing it off like this is the worst thing humanly possible. <laughs> right, now, I haven't been following when Pat, um, um, Pat McAfee was there. Did they have some uh, animosity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of. I mean, I got a lot of back. I got a lot of catching up to do on Peacock. So, I mean, I just want to make sure if I need to hit the right spots and everything. Well, he's the other color guy, right? So, yeah. Professional rivalries. Each wants to be Michael Cole's best friend. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> That's literally what <laughs> it is, actually. That's literally what it is. They're both going after Cole's affectionate affection. If you go back in time to geeky Michael Cole when the rock and used to clown him and you would tell him that he would be the most popular person and years later he probably wouldn't believe me. He yep. probably back to go he probably go back to war corresponding. <laughs> right? Right? It's kind of funny when you when we when you think of the 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 history and the background of Michael Cole, like this guy covered wars, literally. And we still say that yep. having McMahon in your ear is worse than anything he's ever done. That is insane. It is, again, uh, right. I mean, that's a whole nother story, man. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We kick things off with the 30 women Royal Rumble match. Number one was Natalia. Uh, number two was a returning Naomi. Oh, I, I was excited. I kind of knew that this was coming, but still, it was just great to see her in the emotion that she had coming out was just it, it's one of those special moments that you just love. I mean, this is I love to see that because you see the passion in the person's, you know, love for what they do. It's, it's not their job. It's not their career. It's their art. And that's the passion of that she had in the art. And I was like, I, I was all for it. And I, I immediately got in from that point. Yep, exactly. Yeah. See Naomi. Re oh, sorry. I just see Naomi return. Just it was just it was just a kind of beautiful spot to see her come back in and just have that moment to come out. Like yeah, everybody got a decent entrance, but have her get that big number two entrant. Yeah. That, that AJ Styles moment, if you really think about it, right? And she got that to come back and have that crowd really light up for her. It, that that was really good. Yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It is one of those moments that it's like you know to pun a brand, uh, you know, saying it's one of those moments. That you yep. don't want to miss, literally. Exactly. One of those moments that I almost missed that I actually had to rewind to listen to again because I'm like, did I actually hear this properly? And that is when Michael Cole acknowledged that Naomi won the TNA Knockouts title. Not only the 
uh, did he say TNA? But they called it the TNA Knockouts Championship. And the reason why I bring that up is because when Mickey James had the title a few years ago, they called it, they just called it the Women's Championship. They didn't mm. want to call it the knockouts, so Cole calls it, and he mentions that Naomi won the TNA knockouts title during her time away from WWE. The crowd chants, welcome back. Naomi gets all emotional. Her and Natalia shake hands. Mm -hmm. The match starts. Number three was Bailey. I love how she acts friendly both towards both of them and then kind of gets in it. Number four was Candice LeRae. It was that. Then number five. <laughs> came out and it was your tna still weird saying that still very weird saying that your tna I mean, surreal. it is it's so surreal your tna knockouts champion jordan grace i was so interested in what her reaction was going to be but she got quite the reaction i mean i've had conversations with people with other people who watch wrestling as well and for some reason some of them don't believe that the wwe audience is a savant in the audience is an audience that doesn't invest outside of wwe and to some extent that may be true but i do believe that part of aew fans are also wwe fans and tna fans are also like there's not really that much tribalism as it, as we like to believe in a lot of ways i mean there's there is and was I guess at some point, but not like it used, to, not like it really is. With the casuals, I believe that's one hundred percent true. I think there's a lot of people right. who just watch wrestling. People like my brother, people like my nephew who watch whatever. They don't give a crap about anything else, right? We're the yeah. we're, us internet nerds. We're the horrible ones. We're the ones about tribalism, not us <laughs> or awesome listeners. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just generally speaking, it's the internet wrestling community, like the hardcores who are really about the tribalism, who, dare I say, ruin it uh, for the rest. Tribalism tends to be more on social media than anywhere else. 100%. Like the PlayStation versus Xbox debate. Sega Genesis versus SNES. Sega Genesis all the way. Um, number, so, yeah, number five, yes. Jordan Grace. Cool. Also acknowledge that she is a TNA Knockouts champion and that she beat Naomi to win that title. And then Grace and Naomi hug and then they start trading punches to the crowd going crazy. That was let, me great. Tell you, let, me, let me tell you something real quick. Like that's something that I would create in, in, in a WWE 2K game. I mm. didn't expect this to be coming to life. It, it all the years of watching this, it just I I, I cannot wrap my head around of all promotions, not New Japan Pro Wrestling, not Triple A, not you know, of all people, their former mini rivals, mm -hmm. yep, is being represented. Like the the better endorsement for TNA right now would have been Taylor Swift coming into their damn place. This is the second best thing to happen in that case. I, I it's just I, it not in the years if that man was still the hair, this would never happen. <laughs> It is safe to say that. Whether this would have happened 72 hours ago. <laughs> Touché. Sure, yeah, because he, again, he, he, he had his hand on things. So now that he does it, it's just, it, it, it's beautiful to see it. Cause again, yeah, TNA, there's a very good possibility they get a boost out of this, which would be perfect. Cause like they've been doing some great work over this last couple of years, yeah. man. So I would love to see them kind of get a little bit of resurgence. You and this could help. You know my hot take. I said it to you guys. I said it to the Facebook chat, uh, to the Facebook group in the thread in 
one match, TNA has gotten a better reputation, has been boosted more than their entire relationship with AEW. No denying. I, I, there's no debate 100%. in that. 100%. All right. Number six, Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. They uh, do some double teams. Number seven was Asuka. Here's a little thing that was kind of weird. Bailey didn't look too pleased, and the the commentators really bring this up a lot. Uh, they kind of work together, but Asuka, just like over the past few weeks, has been ignoring Bailey. So I understand where they're going with this. We all know where they're going with this. But what's really weird is, you know, Bailey kind of acting a little upset. Like, what's going on here? I don't want her here type of thing. Does she want the spotlight all to herself? But I also feel like they're forcing the seeds being planting a little more. Like, they're just, it, it, it feels like it's being too forced right now. Oh, well, I can't, I don't have a leg to stand on in this, but, you know, it is what it is right now. Be interested to see how things develop from that point. Yep. All right. Number eight was Ivy Nile. And as soon as Ivy Nile came out, I'm like, I want her to go face to face with Jordan Grace. Like that was exactly what I wanted. Uh, so uh, Ivy Nile comes out. She lifts Naomi eventually. Uh, Bailey taunts Cole. Number nine was Katana Chance. Uh, the amount of puns. And jokes that they had about Chance got so boring so fast. <laughs> but nonetheless, I, you know, I know there are people that, you know, feel some way about her, but I think she does pretty good. I thought I, I thought she oh, did yeah. a lot better than what people were saying about her. I like her. I think she did fine. Yeah. I think she did absolutely fine for what she needed to do. Number 10 was Bianca Belair. She almost eliminates Bailey and Asuka, but they both held on. Belair does a handspring into the ropes and then moonsaulted onto three people. Number 11 was Kyrie Sane to finish the damage control trifecta. Uh, they eliminate Candice LeRae. Number 12 was Tegan Knox. Um, kind of a eh reaction. Natalia and Knox. Uh, team up, but Bailey eventually eliminates Tia Knox. Number 13 was Caden Carter. Uh, she was eliminated after struggling to hold on to the apron. Asuka elim was eliminated just seconds later. Number 14, and my performance of the Women's Rumble goes to Chelsea Green. Oh, yes, she was awesome. Comedy award by far. I so. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I watched her. I think I watched her when she was what in TNA, maybe or NXT, maybe when I when I last time. I think NXT was one of the last things I've seen her in before I stopped watching her entire pack, uh, the entire brand. But man, she has so much charisma. I don't know. I I don't know if that she got that before or after Matt Cardona, but like man, I am I am so I became a fan of her tonight because of that. It was just so awesome. Well, she, and she was in there just. Just killing it in there and then just getting crushed at times, too. <laughs> that was awesome. I really love that, that part. It, it was the most memorable part. Pancake Green. Love it. <laughs> I, it was a great moment. It, it was a memorable moment. It stood out. I love here. So here's where I love where the synergy. Yeah, I'm using that word. The synergy is awesome, right? So Cole is talking about how last year Chelsea Green was eliminated in five seconds. And literally, as he's saying this, Bianca Belair almost eliminates Chelsea Green, but Green holds, holds on. Belair tossed Grace over the top rope, but Grace was able to skin the cat. They ended up fighting on the apron. Belair hit Grace with a KOD on the apron, and Grace fell off. So I love the fact, like, here's the thing. I saw some comments. 
Jordan Grace was buried by WWE. It took a finisher on the apron by one of the biggest stars in the company to eliminate her. Right. And which gave her more credibility this year. So that's, uh, you know, kudos to them for that. They didn't, they made her like the, um, oh, I forgot his name. What was, what was the, what was the comic relief for, is this how long ago? The, uh, the Italian? Yes, thank you. She played that role this time around and she did it really well. Yep. Yep. She was awesome. Bianca's hair spots are becoming very creative. Yeah, and that does come into play a little later. All right, number 15 mm-hmm. was Piper Niven, who immediately catches Green uh, as Green was booted off of the apron. I love the little tease of her dropping her, but she's like, oh, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> yeah, I love... I mean, there was, there was a lot of great spots tonight yeah. that I really enjoy. Um, in fact, you know, I don't want to say which is what, but this is... This really, from the time that Jury and Grace came out, I was completely awake and immersed and invested into this entire thing. And it just mm-hmm. didn't stop. The momentum just did not stop from there. You know, yeah, it just kept ramping this. up. Sorry, Andre. Yeah. It's the fact that both you, no. Dax, and Andre don't watch WWE much. You know, you guys are just mm-hmm. coming around to it because of certain changes that have happened recently. And yeah. you're giving it that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth chance, right? So. <laughs> Like I don't think it's that much, but yeah, Andre at least. Andre at least. <laughs> I've tried to come back to WWE many times, and it's yeah, it's been tough. You made me feel like that 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 uh, dysfunctional relationship that just <laughs> right, so, no. like most of my relationships. Number sixteen and the award to I forgot they even existed. Zaya Lee came comes out. Uh, she threw kicks at several opponents. She slams Carter to the mat. Number seventeen was Elena Vega. She hits Carter with a meteoro, then launched Naomi into Bel Air. Niven picks up Vega, who countered into a tornado DDT. Number eighteen was Maxine Dupree. Cole said she was heavily improved and said it was her first Rumble match. Uh, she goes for a spinning head scissor on Bailey, who didn't move initially, and then slowly kind of walked around a circle before taking the bump. Uh, Niven, whose gear appeared as a tribute to Awesome Kong, eliminated. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look great, dude. I really, and God, I'm so happy I came back when she's now Piper Niven again. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is also the exact moment that Michael Cole calls Piper Niven Nia Jax because number 19 was Nia Jax. Uh, She quickly eliminates Zaya Lee and uh, Niall. The fans start booing Jax. Jax avoids a charging Niven who splashed Green accidentally. Jax follows up with a corner splash on Green. Jax tried to body slam Niven, but it didn't really work out. Number 20 was Shotzi who had uh, short green hair. Uh, Niven, Naomi, and Shotzi take turns performing dives onto Jax. Dupree performed a reverse caterpillar on Jax. Number 21 was Becky Lynch. Jax and Lynch, they square off in the middle of the ring. They have their moment. Number 22 was Alba Fire, another person who I honestly forgot who existed. Uh, sorry, Burkhead. Uh, Alba Fire. Isla Dawn walks out with fire, but didn't really follow her to the ring. Number 23 was Shayna Baszler. Number 24 was Valhalla. And honestly, in, 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 in an awesome <laughs> so moment, good. so That's Cole one. was so thrilled. Good. Like you could, even the commentators, they had a blast tonight. They had so much fun. Like Cole, it was, was a just, good team. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Cole is going crazy because Valhalla wore her antlers, and that's when R-Truth runs out, looks at Valhalla before rushing past her to the ring. Once in the ring, Truth came face-to-face with Nia Jax, who tosses him over the top rope. Adam Pearce was waiting for <laughs> Truth on, on at ringside and tells him, this is the women's rumble. Valhalla's in. You're out. Valhalla goes in, quickly eliminated. The shot of Adam Pierce and our truth walking back and Valhalla being held back to be yes. our truth. Oh, the timing. Phenomenal. The timing was so great. Oh, she looked like she wanted to murder our truth, ruining it for her, man. Yep. That was like comedic skit good. Yeah, like. <laughs> And it was everything, the timing, the production, the camera angle, the commentators, like it was just so well done and everyone sold it so well. And I love the fact that R-Truth was actually number 24 in the men's rumble. Yeah. So he came out for the wrong rumble. It was me and my friend. I was, I was in discord with my friends watching this and I'm like, well, I guess he's coming. We're we're like, I guess coming out 24 in the men's rumble. (laughs) You know what? I, 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 I really hope. Is that someday we find out that Truth is not really as is dementia crazy and senile as we think he is, and he's been doing it's been all a rouge this entire time. Like he's some <laughs> like Ivy school Ivy school the uh, genius IQ of like one seventy five, or that or so, if he plays the idiot savant, or he just it was all a rouge to like really play people and manipulate them, and like all of a sudden he actually has this more serious. You know, uh, you know, persona all of a sudden. It's like, oh, damn. That would be awesome. <laughs> Number 25 was mentioned. Uh, Naomi eliminated Alba Fire. Uh, Naomi was already in the match for over 48 minutes. Number 26 was Zoe Stark. Um, yeah, Tom, you're right. Sarah Logan can still wrestle, which is sucks because she isn't given that opportunity to wrestle her as I look at myself in the camera because I'm having a phenomenal hair day. Uh, Zoe Stark yeah. comes out, immediately hits Minchin with a springboard dropkick. Stark and Basler team up to eliminate uh, Zelina Vega. Number 27 was Roxanne Perez. Jax eliminates Basler, Minchin, Shotzi. Jax played to the crowd yet again. And then... It happened. Number 28, Jade Cargill. The storm has arrived at the Rumble, is what Graves said. Andre? Second time I woke up, I immediately, like, really lit up. I was like, oh, "Oh my God, look who's coming out, and look who's in the ring. I'm ready for this, because it's that that, that confrontation's coming. That much-anticipated confrontation. Dude, when Jade showed up, dude, it was I was I just I took it. I'm like, oh, fine. And I hate I I'll admit I did not like her in in, in TN or in uh, AW. Like, yeah, AW. She got she got shoved down my throat so much I just couldn't stand her. Well, the, I think the time away and this, I was just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, you it, it's uh, it's pretty much you put her in a different setting, it gets a different perspective. <laughs> Jade is yep. godly. That's for sure. She's the way she phenomenal. came on. Friend of the show, I, Mr. Joe, yeah. also said he officially became a Jade fan tonight. Mm. Ooh, how are you going to break wow. that news to Dan Levransky on Monday? <laughs> oh, so, goodness. That's going to be a conversation in dinner time. Yep. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I love the fact Jade comes in and immediately we get Jade and Nia Jax stared down a holy 
S. Chant breaks out. Jade caught Jax with some forearms. Jax tried to hoist her up, but Jade slipped away and put her down with a spine buster. Jade powered up Jax and tossed her over the top rope to eliminate her. What was great about this was the fact mm-hmm. that throughout the entire Nia Jax um, uh, stay in the Rumble, the amount of times that Cole said last year it took 11 people to eliminate her. It took 11 people. Exactly. I'm reminding you, it took 11 people. Jade exactly. Cargo does it all on her own, all on her lonesome. Mm-hmm. And then the look on Becky's face. Yep. When they did that. And people just said, was that all when this happened? And it was the, the effect was perfect. And then on top of that, it was just like, oh my God, she pulled off Lex Luger better than Lex Luger. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> You gave her that special thing. Like everybody now looks at her like, oh, she's going to be a monster running through this women's division. That's the biggest point about it. She's going to, like, there, I don't think there's any woman that's on her level at this point now, just, just by pure awe right now. The effect is there, and hopefully they'll keep up with it. Bit, but amazing. Well, she already debuted. Am I right? Not Once, in ring. maybe she's debuted on TV. She's oh. made appearances at uh, SmackDown, yeah. Raw, and NXT, but this was her first in ring appearance. Mm-hmm. This was an amazing debut, an amazing Spanner, Royal Rumble debut. Spanner 1982, you said it. Jade Cargo lifting Naya made it look like she was lifting Zelina. It was effortless. It <laughs> honestly was like. Mm-hmm. 1993, July 4th, uh, you know, Lex Luger moment. Like, I felt like they just made a star instantly. Doing something very simple, very easy, (laughs) and very effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. And again, right after she eliminates Nia Jax, she turns to Becky Lynch, and is she is she? It's it's like she found the biggest, baddest mofo in that prison yard and went right out in the yard. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a great, a great moment. Uh, one of many great moments in this entire match, mind you. Number twenty nine, Tiffany yeah. Stratton, future star in WWE. Uh, this was uh, very good to see, and I think overall a pretty good outing for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first, uh, there's a lot of first times for me tonight too, and yeah. I was impressed with a lot of what I saw. Well, of what I've watched of her, like the NXT I have watched, I've really enjoyed Tiffany Stratton. I think she has a real like she's. Got some really good things going on. I think she's going to do really well in the main roster. This is a really good showing for her. Yeah, Tom. I th- and that long right time was beautiful. One. I think you are right. I think Tiffany did take Cora Jade's spot in the Rumble. Cora Jade, for mm. anyone who doesn't know, doing some awesome work in NXT. Unfortunately, she's injured and she's probably mm. out until next year's Rumble. Oh, so there you go. Number thirty was a returning Liv Morgan. You know, that was that. She hit the oblivion on Bailey, almost eliminated her. Uh, there was a lot of uh, back and forth. Bel Air and Jade pressed opponents over their heads and then dumped them before we get that moment. The Bianca Bel Air, Jade Cargill moment. Like Jade Cargill <laughs> eliminates Nia Jax, goes after the biggest, baddest in the yard in Becky Lynch, yeah. and then has a face to face with Bianca Bel Air. Can you have a better debut match? No, absolutely. No. And this was such a Triple H booked. Um, show and you could tell I've, I've I've seen him do stuff like this and this is where he does best. It was absolutely fantastic. And to me, and I don't, I hate to compare them to these two, but this is kind of Flair Hogan moment, like the moment that we never thought we would see actually happen. It is happening right in front of our eyes, you know. And 
it was amazing. It was an amazing thing to see. If you're in the crowd, I was like, that's a moment, man. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Tell me you don't want to see this at Mania. Kabuki Warriors versus Jade and Bianca. I didn't even think of that. I, I was thinking, I, I did actually. I did think at some point they're going to have this rivalry. And, and if I remember WWE booking, eventually these two might have a tag team type of budding rival, uh, rivalry that turns into a tag team at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if that would happen. They grabbed the titles and somehow some way at least to them if they still book like that. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. They, WWE has yeah. overall simple booking. Very, very simple booking. They throw a swerve here and there, uh, but I can 100% see that buddy, buddy friendship blossoming. Uh, and then that competition, seeing who's better. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of felt like they were kind of hinting at that because they did, you know, they hinted at it throughout this match. All right. Yeah. The final three were Bailey, Cargill, and Morgan. They ended up on the apron. And I kind of like that because it's like, oh, oh what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Morgan does the yeah. oblivion on Cargill to eliminate her. And then Bailey immediately eliminates Morgan to win the match. Bailey wins in 65 minutes. Absolutely. I, if, uh, if any Royal Rumble to come back to. This was a great one to come back to. I was entertained from start to finish. This was an amazing match. A lot of surprises. Um, a lot of war paint <laughs> going on in this match. Um, but in a lot of stories being told. And a lot of new developments being told. And a lot of introductions. Like everything you want to see in a Royal Rumble of the past. I absolutely this this really kicked off the entire PLE greatly. Yep. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of oh. So there's a lot of great storylines set up through this Rumble, which they haven't done in a lot of years. Is that you, I feel like there's a few like Jay Cargo, her first feud feels like it should be Nia Jax for like Nia wanting her revenge for her tossing out. There's a yeah. lot of good stuff that they they it feels like they built in this Rumble, which they usually would do like one or two feuds coming up, but it seems like a few came out of this and the men's this year. So, yep. Do small complaint if you're thrown over the ropes, but you haven't hit the floor. Get back in the ring. Don't skin the cat. I love your old school thinking. That, <laughs> That's but, true. Yeah. Two things I want to mention real quick. One, we didn't mention Kyrie Singh almost hitting the floor and had her feet to the back. Yeah. I swear, if she would have, if she would have been able to make that, that would have, that would have put Coffee Kingston in sleep with anything he's done. Two, I got to give credit where credit is due. In my opinion. Nia Jax really, really has improved since the last time I've seen her in a sense of she is owning it and she she is eating the crowd up with just whatever. She knows how they feel about her and she is going with it. And not to mention less is more. And I felt like she did less and what she did was effective. So, I mean, I, kudos to her on that one. Uh, for me, Women's Rumble was by far match of the night. We will get to that. I wish we could do some voting system here on this uh, platform, but unfortunately, that's not possible. But yeah, we'll talk about what we thought was match of the night when we wrap up our, uh, our, our, our review. Here, okay, so a couple things I wanted to talk to you guys about before we move over to the next few matches. Number one. What I absolutely love about this is that this Women's Royal Rumble was full of active wrestlers, whether they were in NXT, TNA, or WWE, all active wrestlers, no legends. I love the fact that we gave the people who are doing it each and every single week yeah. the chance to be in the Rumble. To me, that made this that much better of a Rumble. Yeah. In terms of like, 
year back to back of uh, women's rumbles. Um, how do you rate this? Because I again, this is my first one from a long time. So yeah, both from both of you, what do you rate this in terms of like the best Ooh. ones or you know where's the stand? So the first one was good, but you can tell that it was very very choreographed and like they practiced like mm-hmm. everything, everything in yeah. the rumble a lot. This was probably my top women's royal rumble overall i like last year as well but i think this one was better mm. just because you had those moments you didn't have the legends you gave everyone who's here each and every single week the flowers and you like andre like you said they created a lot of stories for the future you had jordan grace who's not even in wwe who has the possibility for stories hint hint right um mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know that lasted that's, pretty pretty a while too mind you yeah you know he didn't waste her no you had jade cargill who debuted insta insta star who has how many possible storylines i think that they overall booked this one the best yeah interesting yeah. do you agree with that yeah yeah it's just it's been it's a great rumble like ria's last year i think when i watched it was probably my favorite out of any i'd seen but this one topped it because again it was just it felt overall there was so much more built out of it than last year was what was ria and maybe a, another story or two but mm. this year felt like we have so many directions we can go in yeah that that's, nah, that's I, look, I, I feel like i looked in i feel like i lucked into it this year coming back you did, you did, you win you did. anyway but like my goodness you got uh trips trips uh booking it and you know good, good for me good on yep. me on that one all right. Well, and, and the winner. Oh, sorry. One more thing with the winner. If you think about it, now three out of the four horsewomen have won. Have won a rumble now because Charlotte's mm. won one. I pretty Charlotte's won one. Uh, Becky's won one. It's just now they. All, I really all need is Monet to come back to win one. <laughs> Can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> she could. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke. Uh, Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Randy Orton versus LA Knight versus AJ Styles in a four-way for the WWE Universal Championship. I wish we could get Blaine and Donnie because they were going back and forth about this match. And I love the discussions and I love discussions and debates like they were having because Andre and Dax, again, you guys don't watch this product as much. So Dax, I'm going to give you the floor first. What did you think of this match? I absolutely enjoyed it. I thought, it, you know, you had you couldn't go wrong with these guys in the ring. Um, they did really well. There was some really fun sequences around there. First of all, um, everybody's talking about, um, you know, Randy Orton getting big. No, uh, AJ Styles. What the hell happened to that dude? He, who, who, what super soldier serum did he steal? Because <laughs> this dude is huge. I've been to a lot of. AJ Styles matches dating back to Ring of Honor. I have never seen him this big. He looks like those character versions of himself. <laughs> and he's still able to move the way he does. It's amazing. But with that said, like I love the way the story progressed and paced. Um, I love the 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 spots that they were doing. And it, it oh, by the way, this is my first time seeing Robo- Roman Reigns as the chief. This was my first Roman Reigns match, believe it or not. So I I, I saw the hype. I get it. I understand it. It was awesome. It lived up. 
and that's the thing, right? I think you enjoyed this a lot more because of that reason. Andre, we'll get to you in a sec. Because this was your first Roman Reigns experience, right? Like, this was the first yes. time that you saw the formula. And this is exactly, and this is my only complaint. This was like every single Roman Reigns match you have. Roman Reigns gets his ass kicked throughout the match. He's about to lose. An ooze comes out. He saves him. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns powers up and he somehow finds the win yes they were a little um creative in how this ending came about but overall it did follow the same formula that was that andre again to you what did you think of this match seeing that you don't and haven't really watched wwe too much over the past little while i think the last time i watched the roman reigns match was the uh tribe the tribal combat match at SummerSlam last year because I, I skipped Crown Jewel. Um, and man, like, I, I and even me for I was going into SummerSlam, I wasn't hyped on that on the tribal combat match because again, it was just like it felt like Cody, you'd already robbed Cody of the title at Mania. And you're just like, you just really didn't feel it. And this one, I come in, I'm like, okay, we get Rome, we're gonna get Rome's gonna win, but like. They made me truly believe that they're the chance. There was points where, like, like when uh, Orton with the RKOs, and I'm like, "Oh come on!" But then, but like, just so close, man. It 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 actually got me biting on finishes that weren't Roman Reigns. It's the first time watching a Roman Reigns match since Cody that I I've bit on that title changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Donnie says, so you're upset that Roman wins the way all great heel champions win. I'm not, I'm not upset. It is what it is. I'm just saying it's a formula. Um, that's my analysis here that it is a formula, but it worked. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like tonight because it was different. It was creative. It wasn't overbooked on like what other people said. Right. I thought right. That this was done right. And again, the perspectives here, me seeing it for the first time, Versus somebody who's seeing it more than once. Some of you guys may be jaded to a lot of this, but if the fact that I'm just coming in and saying it, and I, I got it, and I under, I, I was entertained by it. There's still some fresh. There's some still something fresh about it to be to be exact. But if you're, yeah, I can understand if you're seeing it. Like for how many years has this been? What three, four years? This whole since 2029 is they were good. Yeah, four. That's years. a lot of that's a lot of content. To be watching and, and and a lot of rinse, wash, and repeat. I can I get it. Trust me. Um, so I understand your your perspective on it. Um, but it's not to say that like I'm technically a casual when it comes to WWE. And as a casual, I came in. I'm like, oh damn, you know, this is this is. I see that I see the hype and the crowd. It's not like the crowd felt the same way because the crowd. I guess you know. Of course, when you're live at an event, you're gonna have this different feeling because you're at the you're at the happening. That's so, the thing. Long-term champions, especially in modern wrestling, uh, Jay Lethal. Yes. Everyone was tired of Jay Lethal as TV champion. Would I always call it the self, um, would, it, would I always call it the um, short attention society that we live in? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, we don't live, we didn't, we don't, we don't live in the, um, the Bruno San Martino era because they loved all those years that he was there. Um we don't have those type of eras anymore. We don't have the Ric Flair eras anymore that we appreciate the longevity of the what, what it was believed to be a sport. Because again, we're we got the curtain lifted, you know, uh, removed from us, so we know what should happen, what shouldn't happen, or what we want to happen because we know what happens. So yeah, I get it now. But like, I missed. I'm I'm from the days. I'm from the days of the territory era. So I kind of dig what's going yep. on right now, and I know eventually that time will come. Yep. And when it comes, it should be massive. 
Donnie again with a great point of Roman one without any outside interference at all that makes the other three guys look dumb 75% chance of a title change and they flopped they needed the run in and I think that's exactly it right they needed something to give Roman Reigns that advantage to take it from 25% to he is winning can I argue that for a sec by saying I don't want to call it dumb I want to call it it's competition and they lost you know, you can't say in, in, in UFC or boxing that somebody somebody was stupid because they lost, you know, because they, you know, they didn't win. They lost. That's a competition. Somebody's got to lose. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody's going to, you know, come out of it greatly. It, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the sport of it. That's the perspective. When you watch yeah. ROH, you pop your casuals, cherry, 100%. So if this is reference to Dax, he doesn't watch WWE. He hasn't watched WWE in years because he is a man of his word. Uh, and there were things and reasons why he didn't watch WWE, uh, the, the way that the company was run by whom and things that happened, things that they were doing. So he watched everything but WWE for many, many years. All right. I stay uh, my ground and I finally won. There you go. <laughs> If they're going for records, Reigns won't lose till next year. The matches are the same. It gets boring after a while. I bet it does. I absolutely bet it does. I don't, I don't surprise. Like, that's part of the, the WWE trope is that they do a lot of things and repeat. Like, I came back watching, you know, since day one. And I already knew some of the things that were going to happen because I didn't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious. They still do some of the same things. And, you know, that's it is what it is. Hopefully that will change in a, in a lot of ways now. I got to get yeah. like a I'm, listener, I'm I got to get a listener round table going because I'm loving the discussion here. And I'm, I'm going to keep it going as long as I can. Uh, Joe says, <laughs> thing is, when you see it all the time, then it guys stop <laughs> when you see <laughs> Sorry. Thing is, when you you see it all the time, then it's boring. And we've seen it every single title defense. Yeah, I I can imagine. I can only imagine. (laughs) And I have when I used to watch it, too, because that didn't change. Again, being that it's like Triple H, and I used to love how Triple H booked the old NXT. I'm hoping that we get that resurgence. I'm just hoping, you know. Because what we got from that, it was very exciting back in the day. And yeah. uh, it's so crazy for me to say back in the day at this point. But, you know, we're, this is new. There's going to, it's definitely a new change now. It's going to take time. We just need to be patient. Again, short attention society, we need to learn how to be patient and let things progress. Mm-hmm. It's not just WWE and Dax, don't hate me, but Flair with the Horsemen did this all the time. And that got boring yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, when I, I can't tell ages, but I, you know, as a kid, you don't realize that you do, you don't pay attention to that stuff. And back then we didn't look at it. We didn't look at wrestling the way we look at it now. Hmm. When we looked at wrestling back then in the eighties, it was like something, it was a lot of people were kayfabed into thinking that it was a sport. So you didn't think like, Oh, you just thought that, Oh, this dude is just the best. He, he always keeps his title. We didn't know like, okay, this is act one or act two. So we didn't play into that role, especially as kids. Yep. I love how we've only gone through. Well, we've gone through. We haven't really talked about this match. There's no chance Cody wins back-to-back rumbles and loses back-to-back manias. He's going to stop Roman. Is there a chance that he does lose back-to-back manias? Andre, you're saying very slim chance. I like. I, I'm. I, I'm thinking. That, I'm pretty sure it's Donnie over there, right? Yeah. Uh, talking on the Facebook page. Yeah. Like I. I say. 
I don't. I want to see Roman lose the title. That's what I want. I th- what I'm hoping Triple H is smart enough to book. But there is that very, very small chance that Trips decides let's break Hogan's record. Yep. Like mm-hmm. there is that smallest chance that they want to do that. Right. And yep. I'm just like, and I go, oh, please God, don't let it happen. But you never know, right? Uh, you know. Yeah. Right. Like this is exactly it. Donnie brings up another great point. People mad about how Roman wins. It's boring in quotes, but you're still watching, which makes him a great heel champion. This is one of the things that always happens with fans of anything. Like they, they will say they hate this person. They don't like this person. They keep listening to that person. It was, um, the Howard Stern, you know, theory. It was like, people hated what he said. It was controversial. They couldn't believe it. It was absurd. But his ratings kept getting higher and higher every single time. If people, if you truly don't like something, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I know this from experience. That <laughs> It's just all it takes. Well, kind of like you on Tuesday who are going to be playing Suicide Squad because of the amount that they bashed Suicide Squad in our faces today. So let's finish talking about this match. This uh, podcast LA- is over. <laughs> I am not playing that game. No LA way. Knight slams Reigns to the mat and hit him with an elbow drop. Knight went for the BFT. Style sets up for a phenomenal form, but Reigns shoves his way out of the BFT, sending Knight into the ropes, causing Styles to take a tumble. Reigns hit Knight with a Superman punch and then speared uh, and pinned AJ Styles, which I was actually a little surprised on. I thought that it was going to be LA Knight to take the pin, mm-hmm. but... It's AJ Styles. So Roman Reigns wins in 19 minutes, 30 seconds to retain the championship. Yeah, I came out of this entertained, like, nonetheless. And again, I'm a newbie. So, like, let's say this a year from now. If this happens again, then maybe. But maybe I came into the right time because he is about to lose it anyway. And I got to go on Peacock and do a lot of catch up with the whole bloodline storyline anyway. Because I'm a late bloomer to all this stuff. So, you know, maybe by the time I finish getting to that, I'll be in the jaded, you know, uh, with everybody else. Yep. There you go. Join us. So Uncle H <laughs> announced at the presser that tonight's show had the highest grossing WWE gate of any non-WrestleMania event in history. I hope that's true. <laughs> that's one of well, the things that I asked you. I'm like. They're a publicly traded company. So when they're talking it, about gate and money, when they're talking about money made, they got to be honest. They got to be true. Not the attendance. Not attendance, but gate. Yeah, okay. I but, still think yeah. it's time for them to get get rid of the other. It's two things I want to see change here. I want them, and we'll talk about this further, you know, in another time, but they need to stop with that, you know, upping the attendance. As if, like, the attendance that they have already is not good enough. Um, two, I need history to be rewritten correctly <laughs> you're asking for because that's much. yeah <laughs> maybe or maybe not we'll see well well considering yeah. that we'll see you cannot even search for vince mcmahon on wwe sites and and nothing shows up so he got thanos snapped yeah, he got thanos snapped all right oh logan paul versus kevin owens for the u.s championship Andre? Oh, I, yeah, this match, I... Oh, I, you're, you're going to listen to you talk about the, this match. But yeah, I... Owens and Paul, man, I really enjoyed this. Um, like, I think Logan Paul is insanely 
gets too much hate, man, because I think that guy is absolutely great. He's playing the perfect heel. He's the douchebag social media jerk-off that everybody in this world hates right now, and it's absolute perfection. Kevin Owens coming out. Uh, I was in my Discord chat, and one of my boys is like, is that Jelly Roll's brother? And I was just like, oh, that's mean, <laughs> but I get it. Because <laughs> the, the, you look at them, you're like, oh, they, got a, they got a similarity. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought these two had a great match, man. Like, I don't, if you're, and also, if you don't can't have a good match with Kevin Owens, I don't, you should, probably shouldn't be in a wrestling ring. And Logan Paul has proven that he's a good wrestler already. And they, like, these two killed it. If And again, it's, it, it's overshadowed on a pay-per-view that had already two other matches that were just great matches. That's the thing. Yep. I think for me, um, this is my first experience with Logan Paul, uh, the wrestler. <laughs> I never, I never, I know, I know of his YouTube uh, fame and all this stuff and his actor, his Disney career as an actor and all this stuff. But I've heard of all that, you know, I TMZ'd him all the time with that, but like, I've heard so much about him and I watched this match and I was blown away. I'm like, and I, I was about to ask you, how long was it as he wrestled? And Michael Call, I think it was the one that said it was like one year. I'm like, are you freaking, this is one year. I've never seen any celebrity come in and wrestle at this caliber, let alone he didn't even, he didn't even get like carried <laughs> he didn't get carried by Kevin Owens. He worked with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Look, that's crazy. I'm gonna get some hate for this comment, but I've never seen, and this is just like my, you know, my short tunnel vision of stuff. I have never seen anyone pick up the sport of professional wrestling the way that Logan Paul has since Kurt Angle. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Sorry. I mean, sorry, people that you name another person. Yep. It, it, like his, I, I, what I saw tonight was somebody with years of experience, but it wasn't. That, that his his ability is like damn near prodigy. Yeah, yeah that's pure inane ability right there. Yeah, but and they they were tra- they train people all they train celebrities all the time, and a lot of them don't look this good. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> this is beyond. And then on top, and then on top of that, he's a boxer too. Like like he's a prize fighter or whatever, whatever. Like he does a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's exactly it, right? His character work on top of everything. Not only is he good in the ring, but everything he does outside of the ring and his character work, his heel work, everything just makes him so damn good. And this match was great because it told a great story. We had, you know, a lot of the talk around Kevin Owens' hand and is it still injured? And obviously Logan Paul goes after the hand and that was the story. He's slowing him down. He's he's getting his hand. He's hurting his hand more. That keeps going and going and going and going until Paul's buddy jumped the barricade. The refs spot him. Uh, they try to eject him. Uh, security showed up and motioned for the man to leave. Paul went up top and jumped over Owens, and both wrestlers hit clotheslines. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory run out to talk to security. Theory slid brass knuckles to Paul, who was rolled up for a two-count by Owens. Owens ripped the brass knuckles away and hit Paul with an elbow to the... or hit him with the brass knuckles. Um, He then goes for the pin. The referee counts to two, then spots the brass knuckles and Pat McAfee saying, since when do referees have 20-20 vision? Yeah. And I immediately text you guys. I'm like, oh, my God, a ref actually caught something in here. I'm like, again, another change in the WWE format. And I'm like, that's crazy. 
So is this comment? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to him. Maybe AEW Kenny, but nothing holds the candle to to NJPW. Kenny. I mean, here's the thing. What I saw tonight was amazing. Mm-hmm. Too amazing for a guy for one year. I'd like to say this is absurd. It's not. It's. It may not be. <laughs> what you're telling me is we need an Okada Logan Paul trilogy. Oh, oh my God! That would actually be wow. Really- <laughs> oh, 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 man, that's hilarious. You know that comment maybe warrants it to some extent. <laughs> Who knows, we're, man? This we're is just, crazy. We're just going down the rabbit hole more. Uh, Joe Heel K, and this is a great point actually. I love how stupid faces are. Why are faces always so stupid? Because Heel KO would have figured out to hide the brass knuckles. How about that baby mm-hmm. face trope alive and well? He got a little bit too emotional with, with himself, and look what happened. Yeah. So is so I guess it's to say that hills are a little bit more focused than baby faces. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> he's not he's not studying his regal tapes. That's the problem. <laughs> After the match, Paul celebrates with his title belt. Owens returns to the ring, works over Paul. Owens takes Paul to ringside, power bombs him through the broadcast table, which that table took a beating and. It stood up the until whole this night point. up until that point. <laughs> um, did, I, I was I, I was wondering I was wondering actually like did the crew come in and tweak it so it could break at this point? Like we didn't see this part, you know, before the before the match because like you said, like all through the match, they didn't hit they didn't pop, slam people on that three times. Am yeah. I right? Like and, and then all of a sudden this is the one. Yeah, Randy Orton slammed everyone. Well, he slammed. Um, AJ Styles and LA Knight on it at least twice. Yeah. yeah. So the Bollywood backdrop. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's a trick button in there that unlocks <laughs> the actual things. Look, they can afford it. <laughs> Who knows? I love how that's or do, or do they do they do they have the announcers like unscrewing things under the table while they're calling a match? <laughs> during during commercial breaks. <laughs> All right. It is time for the 30-man Royal Rumble. Number one was Jay Uso, and I forget who it was. I'm sorry. Uh, there's just way too much happening right now for me to go back. And on the Facebook group, someone said, that means that Jimmy Uso is number two. Because lo and behold, number two was Jimmy Uso. We get the Uso on Uso violence to kick things off. Felt bad about that, but it was a good, it was a good, uh, it was a good face up. And I guess I like it's it. part of the storyline of the bloodline deal going on there that well, I need to catch up on. Well, it's teasing um, a main event, uh, or not main, like a mania match right now. Mm. Like and again, I think that's what everybody's really gunning for them to do. And I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, this I'm ready for this in mania. Heck yeah, yeah." <laughs> you, you know what? I just yeah. every time I see the Usos, though, it kind of saddens me because my dream, my dream tag team match will never happen now. Oh, I've been wanting to see the Usos and the Briscoes. Yeah, good at it. I, I they, I when they were ball out and they, they were all running, I was like, I these two. Oh, it would have been like the Jade and um to me it would have been like the Jade and any any Bianca standoff to see these two teams up, man. So I like this. This reminded me of Jay and um and um Jay and uh, Mark facing yep. off against each other. It had the same vibe mm-hmm. to me. Yep, very much so. Was Grayson Waller? He comes out with a mic in hand. Waller said no one cared about the sibling rivalry. He climbs onto the apron. Said Yeet is the most cringe thing he's ever heard. And Jay super kicks him. Jay and Jimmy uh, 
go at it, but Waller returned and sided with Jimmy. The heels tried to dump Jay over the top rope, but he fought it off. Number four was a returning Andrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look great, man. Look, I mean, of course, he was fresh off of just leaving AEW, but, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with him. And it, it looks like something with the L, uh, with the uh, LWO angle, maybe. Just because they're all Latinos doesn't mean they all have to be together. Hey, but they were together. <laughs> 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 right? Sorry. Right. Well, <laughs> like, no comment. No comment. I'm not even going to go there. Andrade goes for the three <laughs> amigos on Waller. He blocks the third suplex near the ropes. Number five was Carmelo Hayes. He clotheslines Waller over the top rope to eliminate him. Number six was Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Graves told McAfee he would be wise to remain seated because things have changed with Nakamura since McAfee was last around. Uh, he still stands up and then acted baffled by Nakamura not acknowledging him. Uh, number seven was Santos Escobar. Again, I love this so much. When he tries to buddy up mm-hmm. with Andrade, he Andrade wanted absolutely nothing to do with him. He wasn't tranquilo about it. Escobar tried to eliminate Andrade, mm-hmm. and he fights him off. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that he pulled the fist up or was trying to do the fist up. Was he uh, implementing uh, Los Angelbanagas? Or yep. am I pronouncing that right? No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you are it. not yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I heard myself do it and I was like, it's it's a slow moment. I'm butchering this. <laughs> dude, I, I say it regularly regularly covering New Japan and I F it up, dude. So don't worry. <laughs> Number- I'll just say Eli. I'll just say Eli. <laughs> yeah, Eli. Exactly. Uh Lee. With Terry and Cross, he stared Jimmy down and then went after Jay, Cross, and Jimmy, double-teamed Jay briefly. Jimmy was awesome. I love how Jimmy literally got every major heel to beat up on Jay for a little while. Yep. <laughs> Number yeah, nine was, cool. was Dominic Mysterio with probably one of, the, one of the biggest boos of the night. It was so great to mm-hmm. see him. I've uh, heard legend of these boos, and I finally get to see it, and uh, it lived up. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, I, I've, uh, all, I've always so he 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 came up to Alberta to train with Lance when he was learning the wrestle, uh, before they went to the, into WWE system. And Lance had a thing about getting guys on local shows, but Dom never got on a local show. And always, I've always, I was like, always been like, oh, I wish I could have seen him live, like oh, wow. when he was training. Man, I really wish. Yeah. I, I just love that he, he just looks. I mean, of course, he's you know raised some, but. Damn, that mullet makes him look like Eddie. <laughs> a lot. Oh, it is, so much. He's got this the classic insane. Eddie triple A gear, right? Like he got the in, in the aura. He's he's he in the mannerisms. He's I I I, I see it. <laughs> yep. And again, it's the same thing you look at Logan Paul. For a guy who's only been around a but three years now. Yeah. Maybe for, for Dominic. Mm-hmm. It's it's impressive where he's at. Yeah, I, I, I say he has the, that athletic ability of Logan Paul, but just the charisma this guy puts out, the, and just how good he is as a bad guy. And so again, we, we can't give him the Nepo story, whatever. Be like, and I, I'll say this because it's like you know the talk. I, I'll I watch Bill Maher every so often, and he made a great point. And that's like the number one thing that Pete that is not Nepo proof is sports, even performance sports. And you got to consider this a performance sport. 
we learned in the past that not everybody is can make it just based on their name. Um, there was a certain Von Eric that she couldn't do it. There was a certain flair that couldn't do it. But, you know, you got to have that ability to do it. And Dom, he's got it, man. He's got the charisma. He's got the I'm seeing I'm seeing it. Oh, mm-hmm. Dandy versus that flair was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You took it back. Wow. Number 10, (laughs) Carlito. He wanted to go after Escobar. He rolls under the bottom rope and watched from the floor. Carlito put Dom down, pulled out an apple out of his tights, takes a bite. That could not have tasted good. Escobar threw Carlito over the rope. Escobar indicated that he had Dom's back, then turned around and had apple spit in his face before Carlito eliminates him. I mean, at least it didn't come from the back. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Optimism. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got me. Dom is no chocolate apples for you. (laughs) This is this is this is this is exactly it. Dom is one of the best bump and feed heels in the entire industry in any company. He understands being a heel like no other. Yeah. Now that he that is you know I mean of course that was taught. You got to still execute it. He gets it. Yep. All right. We have number 11, Bobby Lashley. Dom took cover when Lashley tried to go after him. Uh, Lashley went after Ross and accidentally eliminated Carlito by knocking him off the apron. Lashley followed up by eliminating Cross. I meant Cross earlier, not Ross. Ross wasn't in this. They were not on a break. Paul Ellering led <laughs> AOP to ringside where they were stopped by referees. Cross pulled Lashley off the apron to eliminate him. Very Sid Hogan-like. Lashley went after Cross, but the AOP attacked them. The Street Profits come out, and everyone starts fighting. Um, and I just love how Ludwig Geyser is just number 12, by the way. He's just walking out casually as the brawl is still happening. <laughs> He's like dancing. He's like dancing around them as he's coming. He's like doing his little skip dance walk around them. It was great. Very beneath you type of uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. Number thirteen was Austin Theory. Number fourteen was Finn Balor. Uh, we have Balor eliminated, eliminating Hayes, and then helping Dom to his feet. Uh, We had, what is going on here? Number 15 was Cody Rhodes. Once in the ring, he hit hit Theory with a Cody Cutter, and he eliminates him. He then tosses the belt into the crowd, which I just love like that, you know, that just the position of, you know, in AEW, he throw throw the belt to the crowd and literally get it thrown back at him. And here, people are clamoring for it. Well, at at one point, people were clamoring for it at AEW, and then it just... Again, I guess they got tired of him, and then it, the, the the running gag now was just like I'm like I would if I catch it, I'm not throwing it back, and nobody's. Pre- I I wish somebody would, you know try to pressure me to take them um to throw it back. Right. I always I, hated I, always hated that guy for doing that. <laughs> I hope some I hope some people got into a fight trying to fight for that belt. I I, I just I just kind of hope that people are pulling on that belt, wanting that wanting his belt just just as a juxtaposition from from AEW. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to see like that. a bouquet so flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, Greg from the Peg. Welcome back. He says good morning or late evening, everyone. Triple H at the presser wasn't good. Andrade looked like a million bucks and established himself as a 
I hate when it refreshes itself. As a baby, all the dirt sheets reported he was joining Escobar's group. And that I kind of like that. I like the fact that he, they kind of changed things up a little bit with him. Uh, yes, the AEW fan base did go very toxic with Cody. Um, yeah, they, they took him for granted. Yeah. All right. We have number 16, and it was Bronson Reed. He puts Dom and Balor on his shoulders, and he does a double Samoan drop. He eliminates Andrade, uh, and then he had a stare down. Uh, Nakamura did his come on with Cody. They trade blows. Nakamura drops Cody with a kick. Number 17 was Kofi Kingston. Uh, this is his fifth, 16th Royal Rumble match. Uh, Kane has 18. Number 18 was Gunther. Um, he, I love how he's just giving Kaiser just shit for getting eliminated right before he comes in. He's <laughs> like, look on his face. <laughs> that was like a failed son to a dad. It was just like, wow. Yeah. Gunther drops Kingston, Balor, and Dom with chops. Jimmy then tries to buddy up, uh, but Gunther hits Jay. He just smiles and then chops Jimmy. Gunther body slams Reed. Cody spun Gunther and dropped him onto his back. Hit him with an uppercut punch. Gunther drops Cody and eliminates Kingston. So no, no. I, I like the fact that we didn't have the Kofi Kingston spot this year. Moment, yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised at that. Um, I'm like, okay, thing, no, thing number two that changed in his uh in this company. Also, um, again, I haven't watched this in a while. So last time I watched. Um, WWE or NXT, uh, it was Walter, and uh, he was not dead in shape. Damn. <laughs> oh. Yep. Okay, yep. Super Soldier Serum number two. Yep, yep. <laughs> number 19 was Ivar. Number 20 was Braun Breaker from NXT. Didn't get a huge reaction mm -hmm. at first, but I think as people realized who he was, um, I think that uh, I really do think that he, he did very good. Um, well, really? just with his performance in this match alone, got him over like a million dollars, man. This was my first look at Braun Breaker. I've heard so many things about him. I know who his father is. Um, I will say this uh, on the radio show. I predicted that uh, Nikita Koloff would come to the ring. I will uh, proclaim Braun Breaker as anything close to that. He came in and ripped people apart. And it kind of looks like Nikita Koloff. So I'm, technically, I was right. And he did great. He did great. Again. I, what I love about awesome. this Rumble is that they did a great job of debuting or having people that you don't see each and every single week make yeah. themselves known, make their presence known. I think Breaker got the most eliminations um, in this Rumble. Like, again, no stats. Yeah. By this point, my note-taking just went downhill. Um, Donnie wants to know, how long do you guys think before the IWC refers to Gunther as the best wrestler on earth? Haven't they been doing that? Haven't we been doing that for the past 10 years? Hey, every yeah. time I hear about his matches... I hear, you know, five stars or whatever like that. So, you know, it's just, yep. I, I think it's just going to matter when he starts to be in the uh, main title picture. I think that's what is going to happen. Oh, that'd Breaker. be scary when he's a champion. Yeah, <laughs> Braun Breaker presses Gunther over his head. Gunther slips away and takes a spear from Breaker. Number 21 was a returning Omas, who was accompanied by MVP. Now, I thought this would have been the... Brock Lesnar spot. We all know why Brock Lesnar isn't there. We don't need to get into it. I thought this was the Brock Lesnar spot, but number 22, I think, was the Brock Lesnar spot, which ended up being Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee kind of 
teases to come into the ring. He doesn't want to face Breaker or Gunther, so he eliminates himself. It was fun. I even though I did want to see McAfee wrestle because again, I heard he actually can run. So here's yeah. another one I heard that was really good. Mm-hmm. Number 23 was Head himself, JD McDonough, who was speared at ringside by Braun Breaker for absolutely no reason. I just love the fact that he just got speared for absolutely no reason. And I'm trying to think if they had. <laughs> I thought there beef. was some beef between the two. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think if anything happened in NXT. I guess they yeah, tried a little bit in NXT, that. but. Anyways, it was just kind of funny. Um, number 24 was our truth He comes out. <laughs> he helps McDonough. Oh, my God. So into good. the ring. Jay clotheslines McDonough over the top rope to immediately el- eliminate him. And then I just love how he's like, eh. Truth then goes on the apron, begging Dom to tag him in. That. That so right good. <laughs> so good. Oh man, this guy is just this guy is pure gold, man. I feel like he may have the best job in the world because he doesn't wrestle much. <laughs> I'm sure he's still and he's still there. I'm pretty sure he's getting paid really, really well. So yeah. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> yeah. So he's begging for the tag. He does get the hot tag. He comes in. Uh he he goes to Gunther and puts some down. He goes for the five knuckle shovel, but Gunther catches him with a big foot. Then big boot. Then we get the Miz coming out at number twenty five. Him and uh, him and our Truth go back and forth because they tag. They totally tag forgot Miz was in his company. Yep. Miz tries yeah. to eliminate Dom. But Truth stops him. Gunther hit Truth from behind. Dom hits the 619 on The Miz. Then we got number 26, Damian Priest. Uh, number 27 was CM Punk in his first match in WWE in 10 years. Punk works The Miz and Priest. He removes his T-shirt, tosses it to the crowd. Uh, he's, he's, he's mean mugging on hard camera. And then that's when Dom tries to throw him out from behind. But Punk stuffs it and eliminates Dom number 28 was Ricochet who Dax you forgot he was even on the roster I totally forgot about Ricochet oh man it's great to see him most people do forget about him that's the sad part it is really sad because I always called him like dude he got he got all the ability in the world with Drake swag it's like they should capitalize on that dude a long time ago he could have been like he 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 gives he gives a like a, a sports presence to me Mm-hmm. And you know that and all the ring, and I'm like, hopefully like now again, new regime, maybe we'll see a little bit more. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, number twenty eight was Ricochet. Miz was on the ropes. Gunther blasts him with a chop that sent him to the floor. Number twenty nine was Drew McIntyre. Uh, we see that Jay Uso has been there for fifty minutes. McIntyre dropped Jay and then put Priest down with a spine buster. Jay comes back and puts McIntyre down with a super kick. Jay super kicks Gunther, who pulled Jay over the top rope and eliminates him. And then number thirty was someone who I completely forgot about. That's Sammy Zayn. Me too. <laughs> you forgot him. I thought he was still El Generico somewhere. I thought. I thought. Like legitimately, I thought I heard that Chad Gable was in, supposed to be in this match, where he was one of the announced participants. So I, I, I'm getting this point, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, check, must, it must be Chad Gable." And it's not. I'm like, 
I got. I was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I, th- I thought he was in this match, so I was just right. like, "Okay, Sami Zayn." <laughs> uh, Tazawa, Gable, and Otis were all officially announced last week, but that did they do a segment? Did they do a number segment with him? No, they didn't. Okay, at least they didn't. At least they didn't screw that up. So that's good. Uh, Zayn performed an exploder and a hell of a kick on McIntyre. Zayn eliminates Priest. McIntyre eliminates Zayn. And the final four were Cody, Punk, McIntyre, and Gunther. Seth Rollins was shown watching from a luxury box. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman were then shown watching from another box. Cody hit a Cody cutter on Gunther. He comes right back with a clothesline. McIntyre put Punk down with a neck breaker. He then goes for a claimer kick that Punk sidestepped. He motions for the G. ETS Punk hoisted up McIntyre, uh, who slipped away and then dropped Punk with a, a Glasgow kiss, kick, kiss. Ugh. McIntyre kiss. went for a Claymore kick and Cody uh, on Cody, but he hit Gunther instead. McIntyre follows that up with another Claymore kick. McIntyre goes to the corner, counts down before putting Punk down with a Claymore kick. McIntyre kipped up and then looked at the WrestleMania sign. He grabs Punk, told him that that's not the same kid he was. He's not the same kid he was 10 years ago. Uh, McIntyre said Punk's ass belongs to him. Now Punk got McIntyre on his shoulders and sent him over the top to eliminate him. We have Gunther, Cody, and Punk. Gunther puts Cody and Punk down with kicks. He power bombs Punk. He tries one on Cody. He slips away. He goes for a Cody cutter. Gunther catches him and puts him on the apron. And then Cody slowly but surely pulls him over the ropes to eliminate him. Now we have a one-on-one match essentially between Punk and Cody. So yes, it was you know one of those things very predictable where it was Punk and Cody mm-hmm. as the final two. But at this point, still, were you 100% sure that Cody was going to win? No. I I would say up until the point when Punk started, I wasn't until, like, Punk started talking about, you know, I'm not going to um, lose to Dusty Sun. And when he started talking crap, I was like, okay, now you're now I'll see what's going to happen. So, yep. yeah. But even still, predictable is not a bad thing, people. No. But, but, but predictable this- a lot. Yeah, but at this point, when the two of them are standing there, face getting ready to fight each other mm-hmm. after Gunther's out, I'm like, dude, this could go either way. Like, this could be Punk going and getting Rollins. This could be Cody getting yeah. Reigns. It, you, I wasn't sure. I was hoping one certain way, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I think everything leading up to the very end is where you know you didn't know, but then mm-hmm. eventually, I knew when one of them was going to talk some crap. It was like, okay, now see where it's going. But yeah, you're right. Before that, it was like it was going, they were just mixing it back and forth. Hmm? But it was, I, I, you know, it was what it was. And, you know, I'm not mad at the results. Me either. Exactly. All right. So after a lot of back and forth, Cody picks up Punk, who grabbed Cody and hit him with the GTS. Punk was unable to eliminate Cody. And then Punk smirks before hitting a pedigree. And Graves said, if you know, you know, Punk motions for mm-hmm. Yes, Punk said he didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. He goes for the GTS. Cody blocks it and then throws Punk over the top rope to win the men's Royal Rumble in 68 minutes, 25 seconds. There you go, guys. 
Uh, overall, a good match. Uh, I, I think it was uh, like a solid match. It was a good match. It wasn't the best Royal Rumble I've seen from the men's side, um, but it was still good. And even though it was predictable, I enjoyed it. Yep. All right. Yep. I definitely thought Punk was winning only because of the Reigns record thing. Mm. There you go. I wouldn't and be mad at that either. And as Donnie said, what are the odds of him losing two? If he loses two straight WrestleManias, it's over for 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 Cody. Like that is it, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Is Punk turning heel? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not yet. At least not yet. Yep. No. All right. Another comment here. Absolutely, the right decision on the finish. Punk didn't need the win. He's an established main eventer. This cements mm-hmm. Cody as a top guy absolutely agreed Mm -hmm. very much so again it it, cody is is two in a row hasn't been done since stone cold in the 90s so like you're you gave him that credibility to going into roman and now and i think with that credibility saying yeah this is the first guy to do it since stone cold you question okay is he gonna win at mania and i'm I'm sure as hell hoping so because as much as I knew, you're just coming in. You're, you're just coming into this, Dax. I'm re- I'm I'm ready for the Roman era to end and just right. to see what Cody can do as the top guy. I'm, 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 I want to see that myself. I agree. I want to see that myself. Um, I don't just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean I need to see it. <laughs> so, no, I know what you mean. You know, what I'm saying so. Like I'm I'm waiting because I heard so because of the record time. I'm more interested in the pop that's gonna come when he finally loses this title. Because when you, I think that's when everybody's going to take a sigh of relief and just look back and realize, was it all worth it at this point? Did that moment make meet the standards after all this time? And that's going to be the real test. Yeah, I, that's yeah, that's what I think it is. All right, we have another. Sorry, Punk can still face Seth at Mania. Yes, and that's exactly it. Yeah. We had talked about this. I forget. I don't remember if it was Chris Van Vliet or someone on the round table. Could have been Matt Grant. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. And that's Punk. His entire story, his story is about adversity. He's never gotten the easy way into something. So now his dream is over. It's like he doesn't have the main event spot because he lost at the Royal Rumble. But there are alternative ways to get to where he needs to get. And where he needs to get is to have a title shot against Seth freaking Rollins. I agree. And Oh, which makes sense because, hello, don't they have a little bit? Didn't they have some ex-beef? Yep, I mean, yep. going it's going back in the circle with that. So, you know, yeah, I I remember in the roundtable I did mention that um, you know, if this happens, then they still got the elimination chamber, which can be number one contender for that, or number one contender, or they could just do it there. But you know, and save it for the uh, for Mania. So yeah, we'll see. It's not over. Yep, exactly. The stories they can tell leading up to Mania will be great. Cody talking about learning from his mistakes last year. Exactly. I love that idea. Um, really brings, mm-hmm. you know, that reality, like, you know, the training. He's going to, we're going to get a Rocky Balboa training montage. montage. I can't wait. <laughs> well, is it, of course, it's, it's coming to my hometown, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even better. I keep forgetting it's there. I keep forgetting it's there. Um, mm-hmm. Cody confirmed at the press conference he's 100% facing Roman at Mania, and he was wow. annoyed by Sean Ross Sapp and others saying it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. Wow. Shade throwback. 
I like it. And uh, Andre, sorry for Mike was Wachowskiing you all night, uh, blocking your face no. from all the comments. All this, right. this is all I need. This is all I need on camera right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the time of the show where we turn things over to you. If you're part of the Facebook group on the actual Royal Rumble thread, there is a link where you can join to call in. We already have someone waiting. But before we jump to Tom, I'm going to go to the Facebook thread. Um, that's exactly at WrestleMania Extra Large. We are going to talk some of the feedback from folks who left some feedback because there was a lot of feedback tonight. All right, Blaine. Blaine Vandergren, I enjoyed most of the stories told. I am genuinely surprised that Cody won. I thought Punk needed it more and that Cody will just lose again at Mania. If they are planning to go ahead with Roman versus Dwayne match at Elimination Chamber, it'll just make Cody's Mania match seem like Raw by comparison, unless they have Roman wrestle both nights. I'm just so sick of hearing about Cody and his damn story. Well, yeah, yeah, well... It's bringing in money. Whatever brings in money, we're going to be hearing about that, right? All right. It always um, happens. Yeah. E.T. Allen says, I didn't really like any of it. I might be a sour old laps fan, but in the women's match, watching nine of them just lay on side with two wrestling in the middle, took me out of it. A dusty finish, another Roman match, and we end in the same spot as last year. Uh, I can't Jesse speak for Robson that. <laughs> says Cody wins. Meh. <laughs> uh, Ted Wright says men's was predictable. Ed Ludwig says women's rumble was good and the rest of it underwhelming. Alicia Elliott says rumble is my favorite, but this is pretty much sums up my feelings tonight. And it's Paul Rudd going eh. Dan yeah. Austin, he says it was nothing special. It did what it needed to, but there was no big surprise. Pops, still enjoyable, but the rumble has become too predictable. Let's talk about that. It's, you said it. You said it, yeah. Dax. Predictable yeah. is fine. Yeah, predictable is fine. Is you know is better than we've seen. You know, nonsensical. I'll take predictable over nonsensical at any time. And we've seen nonsensical in different, and not only this promotion but other promotions as well. So as long as it goes smoothly, it's fine. And it is how you execute the predictability is what matters. Now, is this the uh, PLE of the year? Pfft, not even, not even, probably. Um, but for what it's worth, it was solid. And solid, I'll, I'll go with solid and walk away from it. Long as I didn't, I, I didn't come off it like. This was stupid, and I've seen some stupid pay-per-views, especially from this company. This was not one of them. Yep. Dan yeah, Austin. I, Sorry, Andre, go ahead. Yeah, just it, like, but you you look at what they're building, and yes, you can be unpredictable and say, give it to a Gunther, give it to a Drew McIntyre, but then you're just pretty much saying, throw it out the window to the two to the two biggest storylines you've been building in this company for so long. So predictable works because guess what? It's what they're building. Yeah. Almost almost most years we know who's going to win the rumble. I've we've I've been me and my friends have predict one of us has always predicted who wins it in most years because if you just look at the storylines, what's the storyline building? That's who's going to win it. Right. Simple as that. And predictable doesn't mean boring. All the time, no. it, it, you know, it doesn't. It, it a lot of times predictable can be good if it, like I said, it just it depends on how it's executed. 
Jay yeah. Gannon says, best women's rumble ever. The men's was just okay overall, but the final four was great. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Worst BS ever. Sure. Sure, Lorraine Garcia. Uh, <laughs> Donnie Da Silva says, excellent storytelling throughout the entire event with plenty of memorable Monin's Chris Searle says a pretty good card. I think everything was out of place, though, time-wise. Eh, maybe. Who's to say? I'm going to read more on the main show tomorrow. Uh, there are some still some comments coming in right now. And again, you can join with the link or you can message me. Everyone knows how to get a hold of me. So just send me a message on Facebook or on the chat saying you want the link and I will get you in to give your thoughts. Joe says, I'm going to say it was a good 7 out of 10. I've seen better. Mm-hmm. I've seen worse. Yeah. The rumble was all right. The women's rumble was better of the better of the two. It kept my interest, yeah. and even my non-wrestling fan wife's interest. One thumb up. See, and that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> if it if a non-wrestling fan is enjoyed for the four hours we're watching, that's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, that's how it was. Like I said, like me coming in. Feeling having a different perspective than those who's been jaded for so long watching it. It, it happens. But I, re, I understand both. I understand both perspectives there. And, and eventually, I will be in that same plane. <laughs> you, man, you have been killing me. Uh, so people have to understand, like, I'm literally seeing the chat. I'm doing the, um, like, the my notes on one screen, on another screen. I also see the Facebook right. group. You, man, your, right. your, your chats, your, your messages, your... Um, uh, yeah, they've just been killing me all night. Thank you so much for participating. <laughs> all right, wrestling fans that are complaining don't remember when Jack Swagger was champion. Fact. Boom. Boom. And, and that's one of those ones where it's like they they went out that went out to left field, giving him that money in the bank. And but it didn't. It wasn't a good thing. So go doing the crazy surprising thing is not always a good thing. But that's another thing too. Like go back and watch some of the stuff. Or just look back at the highlights of some of the stuff from the past and look at it now. And you'll actually get a better perspective of how things are. When you just stay onto one platform and one in one road, you're just gonna see that one road. But like sometimes you need to stop and look back and then you compare and contrast. You may actually say, like, well, damn, it maybe it there are some changes that have changed. Like again, I stopped watching for almost a decade. So I'm coming back and so, to all these nuances that are coming in. Some of it's still the same, but there's some nuances within it. And I felt like some things were really fresh. And of course, with all the new changes that has been happening, this is not the same WWE that I left. And this is a great thing. So sometimes maybe you just need to take a break. You know, maybe you need to take a Kit Kat. Maybe you need to take a Snickers. You need to go back and just watch which you had before and realize and appreciate what you got now. Yeah. I'm going to go back while we wait for some more people to queue up Uh, again, just go to the Facebook group, facebook.com and search for S enemy radio. Uh, There's a link on the Royal rumble thread. All right. So Tomahawk says, Oh God, I just flashed back to Luger and Brett for a minute there. Uh, he also says, not what I expected, but not disappointed. Uh, Jay Lambie said, wow, I totally thought it was going to be punk, but nobody's beating Reigns anytime soon. It's going to be interesting if he does remain with the title at, uh, at WrestleMania, man. Because remember, this is Philadelphia. <laughs> yep. We ain't going to hold back. <laughs> oh, that, exactly. Exactly. All right. 
the only reason people are saying the women's rumble match was better of the two is because fans have have the belief that if we aren't inundated with surprises, then it was boring. The men's rumble set up what? so much more. Yeah. It's true though. For Royal Rumble, everyone expects a lot of Well, that's things what they were happen. feeding the people for so long. Yeah, I agree. Because they were forced But with that said, but with that said, yeah, it is exactly that. The women's um Royal Rumble had some of the same, you know, pacing, some of the same deals, but it did have surprises, it had unpredictability. Um, it had more excitement, I would I would uh I would say. And look, tr- I'm sorry, that's my ex- my emotion from it was like I was more invested into that one than I was the men's one tonight. <laughs> I forgot that this is actually happening at the same time. I had to take a break mm-hmm. when Swagger was champ and AJ Styles was impregnating crackheads and TNA storylines. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. How things have changed. Right? How things have changed. Yep. I really wasn't watching too much wrestling at that point. Um, it was I was very like very very much a casual at that point. All right, Tom, we are br- <laughs> we're bringing you up. I see you keeping the tradition alive. All right, there we go. Tom, how's it going? And welcome <laughs> to the Royal Rumble after party. Well, how do you do? Hi, Joe Agnello. Hi. And what Greg did you think of the Peg, show? Welcome back. <laughs> oh, this is this kills me every single time. This bit kills me every single time. Oh, Joe, Mark, where are you guys? <laughs> so, Tom, what did you think of the show? I thought it was great story tone. I thought, I thought every. Every match other than real Roman Reigns match was probably amazing. It was amazing. I probably tuned out most of the Roman Reigns match. And we're going to see. Like the last 48 hours is going to decide if The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania or not. Because if there's hate or if there's scandal going into WrestleMania... He's not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. If it dies down and they say TKO is different than than what it used to be, then he'll be there probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally forgot about The Rock and this whole entire point. <laughs> yeah. I saw some people uh, that uh, from the Facebook group on their personal Facebooks essentially saying <clears throat> that. And then I thought about this. What if The Rock is number 30? Mm. Right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. That would have been so, it. That would have been definite. Yeah. Would yeah. Be interesting. So, Tom, ain't, no way, to no, way, ain't no way throwing anybody throwing him out. Maybe let's see him possibly. Maybe. Tom, so I need to ask yeah. you, in your opinion, Tom, who is going to be, is The Rock going to be at WrestleMania at all? Because we, Cody's already said He's facing Roman. Is it going to be Punk facing Seth? So what's going to happen with The Rock? Is Are they waiting? Is it going to happen um, in the Nation Chamber? What do you think is going to happen? So what's going to probably happen is if he's going to do this, he's going to do it at WrestleMania. 
he's going to uh, either take night one or night two, and and uh, Cody gets the other one, and he gets the win. Yep. Right. That's because that's... The Rock doesn't need the title. We know that. Agreed. Yep. So here's the thing. In this scenario, let's get. I'm gonna throw out a scenario for everyone right now. What if Roman Reigns goes? Well, Roman Reigns isn't even scheduled for Elimination Chamber at this point. So what I was gonna say is actually not even gonna happen. So you know, I think we're at the point now where we're not gonna be getting Rock versus Roman Reigns at least at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised if this happens at SummerSlam or something like that. Do they? Yeah, they wouldn't waste that on an aftermath. No type of um, PLE. Yeah, that it's way too big. Do they wait till next? Yeah, year? I, I don't see it there. Yeah, no. Even better, money in the bank. Huh. <laughs> That's a that, possibility. That I don't know. The, yeah, and and I agree with Donnie. This is oh, exactly God. what he says. The roster is too deep to have a non-roster guy win the Rumble. That's exactly it right now, and that's kind of the whole thing right now with the Rock, kind of in general, right? It, I just feel like right now we actually have so many great options for great main events that yeah. we don't need him. We just don't need him. We don't need John Cena. We don't need the Rock. We mm. don't need Batista. We don't need any no. of those guys at this point. Old WWE would have had that's that would would have that would have been their philosophy. Not and, today. There we go. Rock is a part timer threatening to take away a main event from a Cody or Punk. History repeats itself mm-hmm. like ten years ago. Uh, that's exactly it. WrestleMania. Well, we don't know yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania has two nights. Roman can work twice and then be off TV for six months and chill. Some would even say Netflix <laughs> and chill. Well, that's <laughs> next year. But that's uh, year, right. <laughs> Horace, there was a meme. I don't know if you saw this meme. I should have showed it to you, but it's a meme that had Roman Reigns on it, and it said the WWE 2K24 game will only unlock Roman Reigns at least three months in advance, just to show the realism of him just coming. In. That, that I sent that to you. <laughs> you said this. Yeah, I, I saw somebody post that. It was great. I thought somebody else said that to me too. Yeah, it was awesome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Could only yep. use them once every three months. That'd be great. Yep. <laughs> it unlocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys are awesome. Tom, as always, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for everything that you've uh for the just the years of listening to this iteration and every iteration before this. Uh it's gonna be great. It's gonna be good stuff. So Tom, thank you so much. We'll catch up. Look at uh, Tom at the next show. Thank you, Tom. Did not mean to cut him off like that. I just agnewed him. All right. You just, you, just, you, you threw him over the ropes, man. That's, uh, well, how could you? I, I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry, Tom. Ch- Channel and Agnew. This is truly man. the Royal Rumble after, after party here. Yep. Okay. So there you go. If anyone else, we're giving everyone a couple more minutes before we uh, call it a night. Oh, my God. I just looked at the time. It is 1.54 yeah. in the morning. I'm just pretending it's 11 o'clock right now. What are you talking about? It's it's 11.54 for me. You know what I I am pissed off and disappointed in? Which ruined my whole entire night? That Ted wasn't like in the uh, Royal Rumble. 
I've been saying this all night. I want Ted to be in the Royal Rumble. I wanted that to be the uh, <laughs> the celebrity character. Yes, a stuffed animal toy bear coming out. It'll have been the best thing since since RoboCop. Damn it! <laughs> I'm not touching that one with a ten foot tall pole. That's what Ted said in that yeah. one episode. Say. <laughs> I know it's been such a good show. Uh, such a good show. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. I think I think it's time to wrap it up. I. Th- Thank everyone for leaving their comments. We've got so many comments. Again, tomorrow on the main show, we're going to be talking more about this. We're going to be chatting uh, the business side of things because I'm bringing in from a biz- someone from a business university to kind of talk about the Netflix deal, talk about the public company, and talk about why they needed to move quick like they did when all of the... When all of the news was yeah. coming out, you've been, I, and this is just this is why I just laughed. This is literally why I just laughed. Roman's schedule is like a pause. <laughs> I see this in my peripheral vision, so that's why I just started laughing. But yeah, we have so much great. Oh, he's been on the roll. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much great stuff coming at you over the next 24 hours we also have aew who apparently had a uh, escape the cage match earlier on collision so we're going to be catching up on collision on the collision catch up with matthew and aaron grant happy birthday aaron uh we also have what's what else is happening like the main show again chris van vliet unfortunately won't be able to join us but we have so much to go chris is going to be back and i have some guests coming up in the next few weeks that is going to be great so thank you so much you've been listening to the after party for royal rumble powered by podstars.net remember you can go to podstars.net and book celebrities and guests and experts in their fields for your podcast it is a great way to elevate your podcast all you need to do is go to podstars.net and that's podstars with a z or a z wherever it is you are listed and just remember that on february 1st we have a su- few surprises happen on february 1st uh, one of the surprises is that we're gonna have a relaunch patron so you can be part of the family uh for four dollars canadian five dollars american a month um and there will be some patron exclusive shows we're gonna move we're gonna get to know your hosts things like that we're going to really be part and making it part of the family that's one of the things that i really wanted to do based on some of the feedback with a lot of the people that we've been talking on or talking to uh so all you need to do to be part of the family is go to patreon.com slash s enemy uh radio yes you did come at the very end sorry about that uh, <laughs> is that our truth on here <laughs> i'll tell you this if you want to get to know me you got to take me out to dinner top of the line there you go arby's you go. or burger king i'm saying arby's. no waffle house Just there is <laughs> one arby's here in the gta it's all the way in burlington which is about what 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, 40 minutes from downtown yeah. Toronto. I venture out there just because I'm a man of Arby's. I, I love myself some Arby's. I do like some Arby's. All right. Oh, so- I think I got to remind people that I'm not in, in Canada. I'm in Philly. So you got to take it. You got to go over the border. <laughs> <laughs> and don't bring it. We got our own Arby's. Don't have that lukewarm crap. <laughs> but you get to know me. Exactly. There you go. We're going to have awesome stuff. You know what? I'm just going to announce it here. February 1st, we are going to be launching a merch store. You'll be able to get, well, we're going to start off with some brand 
uh, merch. And then in a month, we are going to be getting to show specific merch. And we are going to be part of the Chopped Tees family. That's who supports Poison Rana and other brands jumping on February 1st. We're going to be part of that second launch. February 1st, SNME merch relaunched patron. Great things are coming up here on the SNME. And thank you much for listening here on the after party. And remember, on thanks on behalf of Dax, Andre, and everyone else, good night. But most importantly, stay tranquilo.